You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spitting Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And big shout-out, as always, no matter how you are listening or watching, if you're listening live on iHeartRadio, on TuneIn Radio, on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, because we are the only 24-hour-a-day, 7-day-a-week free source of information, insight, analysis, and entertainment to help you win your league and win that cash. We got a lot of people also watching, coming live and direct from Studio 34 on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube stream. We on Twitter. We on Facebook. So many places for you to hear the stable genius as we got a big show for you on a Tuesday. First of all, I want to give also a big shout out and thanks. You know, I missed it yesterday. We didn't have a Fantasy Freestyle. We had a special event here on the network. Big shout out to everybody who hit me up on Twitter and was like, yo, where you at, Speeds? I'm missing the Freestyle. I'm missing the cypher. Don't sweat it. I am back and better than ever. And we got a good show for you on a Tuesday. We got to catch you up with everything that's been going on in football. Super Bowl 52 opening night was last night. It's basically like the media day and uh, not a whole lot to go over, but we will give it a recap and make sure that you are primed and prepped and ready to go. We are also going to be bringing in a special guest. If you are a big fan of the Fantasy Freestyle and the Stats Over Beat Cypher, you will remember him as the Love Doctor. It is a former producer of mine, Donnie Burns. We're bringing him back because a lot of moving and shaking in the NBA, and he is my best basketball correspondent so we're gonna chop it up with him as well and then as you know we put the fun in functional sports radio and tonight will be no different we got a lot of stories to get you caught up on but also we got a poll question up okay because so many ways so so many ways. You can hit me up on Twitter. Follow me at Spittin' Speeds. You can always hit me up in the chat room over there on YouTube at Fantasy Sports on the YouTube channel. You could also holler at your boy if you want at 844-843-6879. Today our poll question is, because I haven't hollered at y'all since Friday, which recent NBA All-Star trade or injury will have the biggest impact on the playoffs? Here's my question. Is it Boogie Cousins going down with that Achilles injury? Is it John Wall, who we now hear will miss the next two months because of knee surgery or is it the trade that the Los Angeles Clippers made sending Blake Griffin to the Detroit Pistons for Tobias Harris, Bradley and some draft picks or none of these things really matter and you think you need to just fast forward to May and June where it'll be the Warriors and the Cavs. Let me know. I'm intrigued when we come back on the Fantasy Freestyle though. We're going to go through all the news and notes you need, and I'll recap where we are heading into the Super Bowl because it is Super Bowl week. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez. Speeds, the spitting statistician, the stable genius here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and I can give you some of that genius when we come back right after this. You know what it is. Ooh, ooh!
The Sharpest Fantasy Sports Minds are now available 24-7 straight from your mobile device. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app and listen live or on demand to the finest tips, strategies, and advice from your favorite fantasy personalities. It's free and available for both iOS and Android devices. Your life isn't slowing down, so why should your fantasy sports? Head to FNTSY.com slash radio and download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app today. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy Dane Martinez. Spitting statistician here on a Tuesday. We got a lot to catch you up on because I did not have a show. The cipher was hollering at me yesterday, being like, Where are you, Speeds? I am right here. Don't get it twisted. The stable genius is in effect. Let's go around the league, give you the news and notes, but we got to catch you up on a couple of days worth, okay? Here's the most important thing, and I've been telling you about this for weeks now. Rob Gronkowski, okay? Back at a limited practice session because of the concussion, but I thought it was very telling. He has still yet to officially clear the concussion protocol, so that is what they are still waiting for. Yeah, he could do some light individual drills at practice, but he is still not taking on any contact. And here's another thing that I thought was very interesting, okay? They had Super Bowl kickoff night where they were going to be interviewed, a lot of cameras, bright lights, big noises. There was no Rob Gronkowski at opening night. That is a telltale sign that he's still may need the cold, dark, quiet room. Check this out. Today, uh, they said uh, Blake Bortles had surgery on his throwing wrist. And that this is something he has been managing all the way back since 2006. I think this is very, very interesting. It's almost like I have to change the narrative on Blake Bortles. It's almost like I have to apologize to Bortles' service. If this guy was just gritty and playing through something that ultimately required surgery on his throwing wrist, you got to kind of give him a little bit of credit. But here's what I think is interesting. I think the timing of this surgery is very interesting. Okay, if he just has wrist surgery, he's not going to be back and ready for a few months at least, right? Well, check this out. His fifth-year option from the Jacksonville Jaguars is guaranteed... If he is injured, if he is injured and can't be part of the roster by something like the third day of the new league year, which is on March 16th. So let me summarize this for you. If Blake Bortles is still injured and can't pass a physical on March 16th, this will trigger his fifth year option automatically. And I think this is very, very interesting, okay? So what does that mean they're going to do? Could this wind up killing the, you know, Kirk Cousins, the Alex Smith stuff right there? He also said already today, the Jags have said they are quote-unquote planning to keep Blake. So that is something to definitely keep an eye on. In the same vein, over in Kansas City, Alex Smith says that he prefers to stay with the Kansas City Chiefs. And he doesn't know because obviously they drafted, you know, um, Patty Mahomes last year. And so he says after that, he then, quote unquote, prefers a playoff team. We will see if that is the case. I mean, he would be a great fit in a lot of places, whether that be Jacksonville, whether that be Minnesota or elsewhere. Let's keep it moving here. The Colts quarterback, Andrew Luck, they say he is, quote unquote, very close to throwing again. You know who really does help? hope so? Josh McDaniels hopes so. We'll see if that is the case as well. Keeping it in Indianapolis, though, I got to catch you up here. 
the Colts may be looking at Saquon Barkley with the number three overall pick, and I think that would be fitting. It worked with Ezekiel Elliott. It worked with Leonard Fournette. You also got to realize Frank Gore is 35 years old and a free agent, so it would be fitting if he is still available at Indy would they go out and grab him and you pair him along with Andrew Luck, along with Josh McDaniels as the new coach. They may be able to scheme some stuff up in the AFC South. All right. There's also reports that the Broncos are looking to move on from their five-time Pro Bowl cornerback, Aqib Tlaib. Here's the thing. They can't afford him. They can't have that much money tied up in all of their cornerbacks, okay? You got him, you got Chris Harris, and you have Bradley Roby, okay? There's $28 tied up in all of that. That is not going to be the case, and Aqib Tlaib would be making $19 over the next two years. Yeah, he's pro football focus rated a 13th out of 121 cornerbacks, but I still don't think that is going to matter. In other news here in Cleveland, left tackle and Hall of Famer Joe Thomas, he is quote-unquote non-committal about his future. Is he going to come back to Cleveland? Is he going to retire? Does he want to keep it moving? I'm going to tell you something. I saw him in the quote-unquote the car wash at ESPN doing interviews and stuff. I think they may have been testing the waters about his next step as as well. Last piece of news that I will give you. Cardinals offensive coordinator Mike McCoy says that he now expects Larry Fitzgerald to come back and play for the Cardinals in 2018. Remember, there's been a lot of talk about that. If I was Fitzy, I would try to move on elsewhere and proverbially win myself a title. We'll see, though. McCoy says he does expect Larry Fitzgerald to be back for the Cardinals in 2018. You know who else may be coming back? And this is news. Darren Sproles, remember, he tore his ACL early in the season, and he had already come out and said that this was probably going to be his last year that he was retiring. That's not the way you want to go out, right? So he's now apparently leaning towards coming back. The only problem is Philadelphia Eagles made moves at the running back position. Remember, they got Jay Ajayi. They have LeGarrette Blunt. They have Wendell Smallwood. They have Barner. They have Clement. All of a sudden, they have Pumphrey even. All of a sudden, it's a very crowded court, uh, running back room. In Philadelphia, but keep our eye on that. All right. So, as you know, last night was opening night for the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 52 had their opening night. It's kind of like what media day is. They all kind of come in, do their thing, and it's time to interview everybody, right? As I said, the only thing that I think is actually newsworthy about all this is that Rob Gronkowski was absent for this event. Too many bright lights, too many noises. I kind of think that all the pageantry that happens on Sunday will also be the same kind of, um, you know, shock to the nervous system. So keep an eye on that. Here's the other thing. Tom Brady, once again, wearing his gloves. There were reports that he had 12 stitches removed from his hand, from his throwing hand. He's wearing the gloves. You're obviously not going to get any information. So we're left all week to try to, like, look for signs. But I'll tell you what, he looked just fine in the AFC Championship game. So I'm sure Brady will be fine. Interesting of note to me, Bill Belichick was giving Doug Peterson some love. Um, Here's his quote. About, uh, you know, the Eagles and Doug Peterson. He said, well, they are, quote unquote, very aggressive, well balanced, uses a lot of personnel, all the receivers, all the tight ends, all the backs. He's done a great job, this being about Peterson. And it's a good offense. And they've got good players. 
They're well coached. They do a great job calling plays. In essence, he's giving you absolutely squadoosh, okay? You don't want any reason to be up on a bulletin board, and Bill Belichick is great at that. So when we see media day, we're not going to hear more from Bill Belichick. Here's what I thought was interesting on the Philly side, and there's a couple. Here's, here's where I think there's actually more things. One, the Eagles were booed. As they entered, okay? Remember, it is in Minnesota. They just beat Minnesota in the NFC Championship game. So Minnesota residents may not be all too excited to see the Philadelphia Eagles. I think that will continue all week long. I think the crowd will not be in support of the Eagles, okay? And, they, you know, because the Eagles not only beat them, but then they did the big old skull chant, you know, kind of mocking the Vikings. I can see Vikings fans, you know, feeling some kind of way about this. Here's another thing that I thought was just interesting you know i'm reading the tea leaves and all right a lot of the philadelphia eagles players were on their phones the whole time okay like good millennials are but here's the thing act like you've been there before like the Patriots have. This is old hat for the Patriots, okay? They know about getting the ticket requests, they know about the practice schedule, they know about media day. The Eagles were kind of like um bright-eyed, you know, wide-eyed and impressed by all of this. So we have a clear experience advantage for New England. I think that is something to keep an eye on. I don't know how meaningful it is, but it does look like the Eagles are kind of starstruck by being at the Super Bowl. You know that is not the case with the New England Patriots. Here's the other thing I thought was interesting. Fletcher Cox said or admitted that he has never seen a Super Bowl. That's kind of crazy. It's unfair of us to assume that just because you're a football player, that means you're a football fan and that you watch football as much as we do here. All the people who listen to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, I think that is interesting. Fletcher Cox, never seen a Super Bowl. And then there was obviously some silly stuff, and that is going to happen. You got reporters that are dressed like the dogs because of all the dog masks with the Eagles. You had a reporter dressed like the shark from like Katy Perry's Left Shark and Right Shark. I thought that was interesting. But here's what I thought was the most interesting uh, like guest. Julie Ertz. You know, Eagles tight end Zach Ertz. It Ertz when I pee. My man. His wife is named Julie Ertz. She is on the U.S. women's national soccer team, okay? So she's won a World Cup. They are saying that they have to kind of compete about who gets the most shine in the house, right? But Julie Ertz was given a uh, kind of credential to be there at Media Day, and she wound up interviewing her husband, Zach Ertz. And she asked her husband, what is the best thing that your wife cooks? And this is what I thought was interesting. You know his response? Tacos. Yeah, I mean, you got to stay safe there, right? You got to love the tacos. And I thought that was very interesting. So there are some of your highlights from Super Bowl 52 opening night, which took place throughout the rest of the week. Um, We're going to be talking about this big game, okay? We're going to do everything from my confidence ranks of the different units, and we've done that before in the past. I'm going to go hard later on in the week. I think on Thursday's show, we're going to do all sorts of prop bets, okay? All fun stuff, the Gatorade colors, all sorts of stuff about Pink and Justin Timberlake. We'll be doing the anthem and uh, the halftime show. And then, you know, I got to officially make my pick against the kids at the end of the week. So we'll definitely get into that. But when we come back on the Fantasy Freestyle, we are joined by my guy, the basketball correspondent and love doctor for the Fantasy Freestyle. It's my boy, Don Burns. It'll be a reunion right after this on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey there, 
everybody. It's me, Joe Pizzapia. Baseball is back, and that means the Fantasy Baseball Black Book is back as well. It's me, it's Paul Sporer writing starting pitching profiles. It's Jake Seeley. It's Sammy Reed writing DFS. It's a whole lot of greatness right here for you. You can get the new Fantasy Black Book for baseball on Amazon, on iTunes. You can get it in paperback. You can get it for your Kindle. You can get it anywhere you want, but make sure you get it because once you go Black Book, you never go back. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician, the stable genius holding you down on a Tuesday. And boy, do I have a treat for y'all. If you've been part of the Stats Over Beats Cypher for a while, then you definitely know my next guest. Back in the day... Back in the day, it was not only my man, the manimal Chris Bavona, that was making it so hot that we sweat steam. We also had some other producers as well. And this guy was my basketball correspondent and the love doctor of the fantasy freestyle. It's my man who's, uh, you know, all the way down in mornings now. He wakes up real early every morning. It's my man, Don Burns. Hey, Donnie, how you doing, brother man? What's going on, Dane? I really love those intros every time I come on your show. <laughs> I, I miss them a lot. So, how is it? Uh, how is it waking up early? By the way, I know you. Uh, I know you're doing it early, hooking everybody up on the Roto Experts in the morning and the Frenzy and BFFs. You're making everybody look and sound good. How's that working out? It's good. I do miss the night shift, though. I do miss our uh, basketball talks, but that's why I'm here today. So. Absolutely. So let's dive into this. And, and here's, to be to be honest, Don, I was trying to get you on the show and talk because I knew, like, hey, we got some stories going on. At first, I wanted to talk to you about things like Kawhi Leonard and the Spurs, things like Kevin Love and the Cavs, right? But then literally, over the last weekend, not one, not two, but three legit all-stars had major things happen to them. So I want to get your take on all of them. Can we start first with down there in New Orleans and Boogie Cousins tears the Achilles and he is out for the rest of the season. The problem to me is that, I mean, he was on the precipice of getting a max deal as a free agent. And the New Orleans Pelicans were also trying to decide what do they do with this twin tower combo. They were entertaining everything from trading Boogie, maybe even trading AD, to on the flip side trying to keep these guys and adding like an elite wing player because they are a tough matchup for anybody in the NBA. How do the Pelicans play this now when Boogie goes down? Yeah, so arguably probably the most offensively gifted center in the league, as per almost every player in the league. Yep. Um, and, you know, a lot of things circulating with his, his personality, he's a very fiery guy, said this would be bad. But the next morning, in fact, he was there in film, you know, watching film, taking that leadership role. Being a good teammate, being the very, leader. Very, exactly. And he has a very, very good relationship with Rondo, which not many have. <laughs> which so, is not easy to um, do. I, I think, yeah, it's not easy at all. And he's one of the veterans in the league that do know a lot about the league. Um, you know, another guy with a fiery personality. And, you know, I'm going to – a hot take on this. He will be a Pelican. The only problem is that contract now. And for a center, that Achilles tear, that's a big yeah. deal. For someone that size running on that injury, that's a year on its own in terms of coming back. It might be a little bit more for him. 
Yeah, so so that's the thing. Like you said, you think he'll stay in New Orleans or be with the Pelicans next year. Do you see whether it's the Pelicans or any other team committing to that max investment in him, like you just said, for a big man coming off the Achilles injury? I don't. And if the Pelicans had to choose, unfortunately, it would still be to keep Anthony Davis over DeMarcus Cousins, not only for this injury, but just in general. You can, you know, you can build the team more around Anthony Davis. I. I think he's more gifted all around, but, you know, DeMarcus Cousins adds that offensive fire to it. But I really do think DeMarcus Cousins will stay there. You know, people have entertained him going to the Lakers, all sorts of places. But people don't know the contract deal, and I I don't think any of these coaches or GMs will want to take that on. All right, fair enough. Let's talk about another all-star who went down over the weekend. It looks like your boy John Wall is going to have knee surgery. It looks like he's going to miss six weeks or about two months. Now, Don, I know that you have been high on this Washington Wizards team. What does this mean? I mean, Wall will be back by the end of the regular season, and the Wizards probably can hang in the playoffs because of Bradley Beal and my guy who I think is ascending, and that's Otto Porter, the former Georgetown Hoya. What do you think this does to the Wizards, their playoff hopes, and kind of just the flow of their offense? Are they still a threat in the East to you? Yeah, well, if you remember my hot take from a few months ago, I did, in fact, unfortunately, have the Wizards winning the Eastern Conference. You sure did. And, you know, as a, and I knew you were going to bring me on for that, which is fine. You know, I'm a man of my word. I'll, I'll take that L there. Um, however, as I watched the, the Wizards throughout the season, their biggest problem was their bench. Other than Kelly Oubre, and you can maybe make an argument for Mike Scott, who some people don't even know, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone could have told you John Wall's backups until today, right. which is a big problem. Um, so I is that better, though, because they're going to get some chance, they're going to get some minutes, they're going to get some opportunity, thus even making them kind of better when Wall comes back because they have that experience under their belt? I would say yes, but Tim Frazier has gotten uh, play before. He, he's done okay, but... This is a struggling Wizards team that's fighting for a sixth-place spot in the playoffs right now, as it is. So I don't think that would be uh, necessarily a good thing. But here's the thing. Kelly Oubre, you know, Bradley Beal, they're guys that need John Wall to make their own offense. I mean, Bradley Beal co off the dribble and whatnot, but John Wall averages 10 assists a game. Yeah. That's a huge blow to that team. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll see as the Wizards try to kind of stay afloat at least for the next couple of months. And then, obviously, Don, the um, the big move that happened yesterday was Blake Griffin getting traded from the Clippers to the Detroit Pistons for Tobias Harris. I think it was Avery Bradley and some other picks and stuff. Let's first talk about this on the Pistons side. Um, when you have, you know... You have Drummond. Now you have Griffin as well. It looks like you're going to wind up having like Ish Smith at the point. Are the Detroit uh, are the Detroit Pistons like a legitimate say like four seed in the East now? Well, they could definitely push their way up in the playoffs um, in terms of seeding wise. I think they will make the playoffs. Here's the only thing: Blake Griffin uh, is a fantastic player, averaging over 20 points. He gets assists. Now he added that three point shooting. Mm-hmm. The only thing is. His durability, that's always been his question. He's only played 65 or less games each season since 2014. So you don't want that from your star player. You have Andre Drummond there. It would be perfect if he could play a full season because that would be great for an Easter conference that sometimes sure. struggles to have star power. Um, but, you know, until Reggie Jackson gets back, and you know, until you can see 
if Blake Griffin could stay healthy for a full season, you know, it's still Cleveland's Eastern Conference. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I kind of still like Boston as well. But one of the guys, Don, that I uh, talk about with my man, the Tony Sincata, every day almost on Lineup Lock Live from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network is Lou Williams, okay? Boy, do I love me some Lou Williams. But the question is for you, because I don't think the Clippers are done, okay? I think they're burning it all down. I think DeAndre Jordan goes in the next week and a half, and I think Lou Williams goes as well. What is the market like for these? guys what do you um what do you see in the future for jordan and lou i am so glad you said that because i was talking all morning about where lou williams could go and my favorite two spots were the wizards and the heat interesting here's the thing i i talked to you about the wizards you know five minutes ago they don't have a bench right sweet lou would be one of the greatest additions to that team especially now yeah but there's only one ball wouldn't bradley beal get pissed off uh you know Sweet Lou makes his shots. I mean, as a coach, you don't want to have them in at the same time. But I think at this time, when you're holding on, you're tied for a sixth-place spot in the playoffs. You need a player like that. You need dynamics. You need a player like that. All right. Let me ask you this before we go to break, Donnie. Hey, hey Don, if we run long here, would you be able to join us for a little bit in the next segment? Because i got some other things I want to ask you about. Of course. All right, but here's what we let me get you out of here on this segment of Fantasy Freestyle for on this one. What's up with the refs and the players right now? It looks like between all the fighting and these ejections, you know, Kevin Durant getting ejected, and then, you know, it seems like there is a running kind of narrative this year. I heard that they're going to kind of like huddle over All-Star break and, you know, go back and meet with all the teams, get trained in conflict resolution. What is going on in the NBA right now between between kind of just uh the relationship with the players and the refs, it seems strained. What's going on? You know, I know we're coming up on the break, and I'm just going to leave it at this before we come back. The refs have to rest every player the same way. Now they're in a pickle where they're trying to make everything even. It's not working. So right. I know we can cover that on the, on the other side of this, but that is one of the main reasons, if not the biggest one. No, let's get into it. We've still got a couple of minutes before we go to break real quick. And and I hear you. You know, we've always talked about this idea of, like, the star treatment, you know, and there was always, like, the Jordan rules and all this stuff, right? And I understand that, you know, LeBron doesn't get called the same way as the bench players do. But, I mean... You know, it, we're seeing more and more like players are firing back at refs. It's back and forth, and it's noticeable to the public. Yeah, and, you know, kind of the spokespersons for some of those players that aren't over that star power is uh, Spencer Dinwiddie of the Nets. He came out, you know, was very vocal about some of these refs, not giving them calls. And the game, literally after he had that, you know, that conversation with the media, he had called the end of the game. That should have been a foul. Everyone knows that should have been a foul, so... You know, they're really in a lot of turmoil with these refs right now. All right, fair enough. Hey, here's what we're going to do, okay? Because, yes, you know we do have to pay some bills here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. But what we're going to do, Don, is we're going to keep you if we can because there are a lot of other things I want to get into with my man, the basketball correspondent, and the love doctor, Donnie Burns. It's a reunion here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Don, i got to ask you about what quality of basketball is being played in Lithuania. I want to ask you also about youth sports in general 
because I know you love the kids. So I heard something um, about youth sports, and I wanted to get your take on that. And then because I know and you know that I know that you love the kids and Speeds loves the kids, we got to revive. We're doing Speeds versus the kids again, picking the playoffs. But we have some controversy this year around it, Don. So I'm going to get you all caught up, and then i got to get your insight on if once again Speeds is actually beating the kids picking the playoffs in the NFL. So we got a lot of fun to get to with my man, the basketball correspondent and love doctor on the Fantasy Freestyle. When we come back, we put the fun in functional sports radio with my man Don. You know what it is. It's Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician, the stable genius of the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And we'll be back. More fun with Donnie B when we come back right here. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, holding you down on a Tuesday. And I got a treat for the Stats Overbeat Cypher. If you've been a fan of the Fantasy Freestyle for a while, then you know I used to be riding with my man, the basketball correspondent and love doctor of the Fantasy Freestyle. And that's my man, Donnie Burns. We just went across the league. We talked about, you know, John Wall's injury, the Blake Griffin trade. We also talked about Boogie Cousins and the money that he made have just lost by that Achilles injury, but there's so many other things I want to ask my man Don Burns about, because Don, we used to always talk about the big baller brand back in the day. You know, Navarre has never lost, and here's my question. At the beginning of the college basketball season, I thought it was crazy how the kid, you know, was caught for stealing out there in in the Far East, but then LeVar takes his sons out of school and takes them to go play in Lithuania. Now, part of me thinks that this is just LeVar trying to keep his family in the constant news cycle so he can get those tweets on those follows and $495 sales of the shoes. But part of me thinks he's kind of crazy like a fox because he gets to play against men. Right, or his sons do at least, and they don't have to deal with the NCAA and any of their amateurism rights. My question, though, I saw that there were some games where the LiAngelo and LaMelo, they go for like 60 points combined or 80 points combined. And there's other games when they're getting only three minutes and they ain't doing jack. What is the level of competition in there in Lithuania? Are they doing both like playing high school kids and playing men who are pros? What's going on here? Help me out, Don. Yeah, so you know I've always been a, a, a advocate, I could say. I know you have. Um, you know, people say he's crazy. He is crazy. But, you know, at the end of the day, he's still a father. And he's a father in, you know, the limelight. Like, people watch what he's doing. You can't really tell him what to do. Like, there's no rule book for how you define what your kids are going to do. But, you know, he's been pushing the envelope lately. Um, yeah. But in terms of his kids in Lithuania, 
Uh, you are correct. Uh, two of those games, they were actually playing kids that were Lamelo's age. Oh, so really? 16, okay. 17. And those are the games when they yeah. combined for so like those, sixty and eighty or whatever it was, right? Exactly. And the other two games, uh, those were against like professional grown men teams. So I see that was actually correct. So let me ask you this though, Don. But still, do you think it's still kind of like a good look to try to get this reps? Try. I remember Brandon Jennings went went across in Europe when he didn't want to, um, you know, when he wanted to be one and done and kind of couldn't. Like, there's some validity to trying to play against men uh, to toughen you up for by the time you are actually draftable here back in the states. No. Yeah, no, there are definitely a lot of benefits to doing that. But I do feel like, like I said, I love LeVar, but I feel like they're doing it the wrong way. The Jennings and all those guys, they went into a different culture. That right. They went by themselves. Um, they weren't in the spotlight like this. And still under daddy's it's umbrella. Like the movie. Yeah, it's almost like a movie, like they're filming a movie. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think they're going about that aspect the wrong way, but I'll never say a bad thing about what he decides for his kids. But I just think in terms of, you know, what they're doing, the dagging involved with coaching now, yeah. coaching of that team, him sponsoring some of those games that were right. played against the younger kids, it's not really a good look, especially for one of his sons that wasn't going to be in the NBA in Angelo, so. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, you mentioned there's really no one who can tell LeVar Ball what to do. One person who should be able to, at least in certain situations with his kids, are the referees. But, Don, one of the things I wanted to bring you in for is because I know you coach youth basketball yourself. I came across a story recently that there has been a precipitous drop in the amount of refs who do youth sports. Things like an aging workforce of refs that, you know, they can't kind of keep up with the game anymore, and there's really Real low retention rates, whether it be AAU or high school games and other, you know, kind of sandlot baseball things like that, because they just don't want to deal with parents like LeVar Ball, other people screaming at them. And now here's the thing. It's almost like there's so many uh, non-academic events, shall we say, right, that is just not high schools. There's AAU. There's just so many there's so many games out there, and, and that is just kind of like not worth it for the ref. I know you do youth sports as well. Have you seen this, a kind of decline in the number or the quality of refs? And quite frankly, would, would, do you think it's worth it? Like, would you be a ref these days, getting paid peanuts and having to deal with all the grief? We see parents come out of the stands in football games and try to fight refs. What do you think it's like for a ref in youth sports these days? Yeah, so, Dana, I've been through all the avenues, both playing, and coaching, and I actually do have my ref license. Okay. Um, but here's the thing. Dane, I could tell you from experience both playing and coaching in an AAU circuit, the parents in that league are ten times worse than any of our ball stun you Really? I've seen parents come onto the court, grab people's children. Like, wow. it is, It is by far the worst I've ever seen up to this point. That's absolutely um, AAU crazy. basketball... You have to think this way. Some of these people are doing this for their livelihood to, you know, get noticed sure. by colleges. They need these scholarships for the money, whatever, whatever the, the reason may be. And, Dan, I'll tell you, I've never seen – some of the craziest things I've ever seen are at AAU basketball. That's absolutely crazy. It should actually always be about the kids. But when you put the pressure of scholarships and all that on it, parents and everyone else involved, coaches can all get a little bit crazy. But I know that's not you, Donnie Burns. I know you do it for all the right reasons. Speaking of the kids, Don, do you remember last year where you and I, we both picked all the playoff games against the kids? And we had to see. And there were some kids out there that did work. Well, we're doing it again. 
Don, but we need, I need your help because we have some controversy, okay? So far, I'm 6-3. and three. So is our boy, the analyst, Chris Ventra, who does our uh, YouTube, you know, the video production, right? But we have some of the kids. The kids haven't been consistent this year, okay? So I'm at 6-3. and three. We've got a group of kids that are at 4-2, and two, okay? But then we also have one kid who was not involved in the first couple of rounds, only made picks for the AFC and NFC championship game, but he went 2-0. and oh. Okay, and this was Sammy. You may remember him. He was only like 14 months old last year, grumbling with the Lions and whatnot. He is 2-0. and Is that better than my 6-3 and record or another kid's 4-2 and record? I mean, he's undefeated, but he hasn't risked much. Would you rather be 2-0 and or would you rather be 6-3? and Who's technically leading in speeds versus the kids right now, Don? Uh, well, you're technically – I wouldn't even say you're technically. You are leading in both categories. Um, if you remember from last year, we had some Patriot-esque um, – Yeah, yeah. We stayed performances. We did. Some of them, you know, we weren't really sure yep, yep, yep. how that was going. But, you know, you guessed more games, and you also got more right. So you think it's, it's about number of wins? Of course. Okay, Every, so then and, and all, all if that is all the case, then Speeds is looking good to once again win Speeds versus the kids because it's not none of this winning percentage kind of stuff. And last, I'll get you out of here on this, Don. I don't know if you know, but uh, you are now joining a show that is a finalist for best radio show as per the FSWA. What do you think about that? We came far in one year. I do. Huh? Congratulations, Dane. I love that. Thank I got you. that news actually that morning when I texted you, I was extremely happy for you. Absolutely. I appreciate it. But listen, as we change to basketball, especially now between this and the start of baseball, we're going to need you to come back on a couple times, all right? So can we holler at you maybe after the trading deadline for this stretch run to get everything we know because you are the basketball correspondent and love doctor. Can we get you back? You know I'll be back. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for spending a couple of minutes with us, Don. I hope the uh, love doctoring is going well. Real quick, one word. Who do you got to win, Patriots or Eagles? Patriots. All right, fair enough. I, begrudgingly, I Can't think... Can't go against King Tom. Yeah, I know. Begrudgingly, I think I agree with you. Thanks for spending a couple of minutes with us, Don. I'll talk to you real soon. We go that way. You know what it is. Um, so there you have it. Donnie Burns, my man, the love doctor and basketball correspondent. But now, honestly... When we put the fun in functional sports radio, we are going to switch from a former producer of mine to my current producer. We're talking to the Manimal here, Chris Bavona, because Manimal, you know, Don Burns is into basketball. My guy, the Manimal, is into hockey, okay? And I was seeing a story that's going on in hockey that I wanted to get your take on, all right? Um, Bavona, are you familiar with this expansion franchise, the Vegas Golden Knights? I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get to the commercial break in a hot second, but we're going to get after what's called the the Vegas flu. We're going to find out what are the reasons why these Vegas Golden Knights have the best home record in all of the NHL. Is it because, you know, they're actually a good squad, or is it because people are, you know, doing a little bit too much partying the night before? We used to say say when people would have noon games in New York, are they going out a little bit too much or not we're taking it all the way to hockey with this and the last thing i want to say before we go to the break right here on the fantasy freestyle on the award-winning fantasy sports radio network we just had our boy donnie burns in there chopping it up talking a little bit 
about basketball when it comes to the Blake Griffin trade. We're talking about the John Wall being out. We're talking about Boogie Cousins being out as well. We got a poll question up on Twitter. Thanks to everybody, as always, for joining in Stats Over Beat Cypher. The question is very simple. Which one of these recent events to an all-star is the most impactful for the playoffs moving forward? Is it the Boogie Cousins injury, despite the millions and millions of dollars that he may in fact lose in the offseason? Is it this surgery for John Wall? You heard Donnie Burns say that this may give the bench a little bit of an opportunity that it could help them in the Eastern Conference playoffs, or is it this Blake Griffin trade going from L.A. to Detroit? I don't think the Clippers are done. I think DeAndre Jordan, peace. I think Lou Williams, see ya. We're going to find out where they go in the next week, week and a half, and we'll definitely keep you covered on that like white on rice. Right now, though, 33% of you, and thanks to the hundreds of people that have voted in the last couple of hours, 33% of you think that it is Boogie Cousins, in fact. Listen, the Pelicans were at a crossroads. They were going to either try and trade Cousins. There was talk about moving AD. There was even talks about them bringing a good third wing player on. They're kind of like the Minnesota Vikings now, not even knowing what assets they have as they go into the offseason. We'll chop it up about all that and tie a nice, neat little bow on this episode of the Fantasy Freestyle. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spittin' Statistician, the stable genius of the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We'll come on right back after this. Players were on their phones the whole time, like good millennials are. But here's the thing. Act like you've been there before, like the Patriots have. They know about getting the ticket requests. They know about the practice schedule. They know about media day. The Eagles were kind of like bright-eyed. I don't know how meaningful it is, but it does look like the Eagles are kind of starstruck by being at the Super Bowl. You know that is not the case with the New England Patriots. Weekdays from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spittin' Statistician, the stable genius. I'm about to finish up, and then I'm going to go see, uh, you know, our, our commander in tweets tell me how the nation is. I'm going to tell you something, though. If he tweets, the over-under right now is five. For number of times that 45 is going to tweet on Sunday. Later on in the week, we're going to do a, you know, we're going to do a prop bowl bonanza. I'm going to tell you right now. My favorite bet, it's 200 to 1 right now that Janet Jackson will show up for another faux uh, little wardrobe malfunction. I checked her touring schedule. Janet Jackson is not touring anywhere. 200 to 1. I'm just saying. But the over-under right now on uh, our commander in tweets is five, okay, for the entire day. So we're going to chop it up about that. I actually think that the under is a good play on that one. We'll get to that. We'll get to the, the, you know, the colors of Gatorade. Who will the MVP thank first? And by the way, 
if you've ta- if you've seen all the uh, Patriots drama, if it is in fact TB12, that's the uh, MVP. You know he ain't thanking his head coach before he thanks his owner. So we're gonna get into all that. We're gonna get into all that, and also, like I said, the the Vegas Golden Knights are actually crushing it right now. They are 18 and two at home. They haven't <laughs> lost in regulation since Thanksgiving. Okay, their attendance is there. But my question is really, what? It, why is that? You know, are the are the opponents just partying a little bit too much? A lot of people are saying that, including Alex Ovechkin. Check out this quote from Alex. He says, I think the atmosphere over there, it's not a regular rink. It's kind of like an unbelievable show. You get excited. It's kind of like a nightclub, like a party. Everybody's dancing over there. It's like, holy Jesus, are we in a hockey game or is this a pool party out there? They're very, very tough to play against. They jump in right away, have tremendous skill, tremendous speed. When you're not ready, you're going to be in a tough position. Now, I don't know much about hockey. I'm going to be quite honest with you, but I know my guys Pete Considori does. I know my guy Chris Bavona the manimal does so we're going to chop it up with them a little bit later on in the week about is this an actual issue or is this something that they're just lucky you know because they got the the honeymoon period as it were so we're going to chop it up about that I also because I didn't have a show yesterday I do want to if my man strong style ninja is down there in the chat I want to congratulate him all last week he was talking to me about the royal rumble this and the royal rumble that and his name for god's sakes is strong style and apparently the king of strong style mr shinsuke nakamura actually did in fact win the royal rumble that apparently was my pick as well another shot called by your boy speeds the spitting statistician but the last thing i want to get into right now before we throw it on over to bso live and robert Latal, uh cinco de mayo Mark your calendars. Canelo, Saul Alvarez, and Gennady Golovkin have signed their rematch is going to happen May 5th. They haven't picked a site yet. I think it's either going to be Vegas or maybe down in Jerry World. But I'm going to tell you something. It's going to be close to that border wall because they are going to have to take advantage of Cinco de Mayo. My thing is, I just hope they have actual judges there because if you remember last time in this split draw, Adelaide Bird had this at 118 to 110. I was riding with Triple G. You know I love Canelo as well. And it was a relatively close fight. If that card wasn't 118, 110, if it was 115, 113, I'd be alright with it. But this is now getting into the senile refs that I like in all sports, and I think they got to make sure that they got the right people there. But I will pay my forty nine ninety five on Cinco de Mayo after I win money on the Preakness. I'm going to turn around and bet it all on Triple G because I still think he is the best pound for pound fighter in the world. When we come back on tomorrow's episode of the Fantasy Freestyle, I'm going to give you my confidence ranks and the offensive, defensive players and the units ahead of the big game. We're going to talk about these prop bets, and we're also going to talk about some changes that are coming to Major League Baseball. Rob Manfred is concerned. Roger Goodell is concerned. Everybody's concerned. I'm going to tell you why. It's the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm out. Peace.